0: Let's start with some tough love, all right? You two suck. Say my name. That's what the kids call Prissy Guy with the mustache.
1: You're listening to Inside the Gillivers talking all things breaking bad El Camino and better call Saul. Brought to you by the Royal Bobbles Collection at Bobbleheads.com. For all your favorite characters from the Gillivers, shop the Royal Bobbles Collection at Bobbleheads.com. Also brought to you by Rode Microphones, the official microphone supplier of Inside the Gillivers. See their entire lineup today at Rode.com. Now, please welcome your host, eric broadbent good evening everyone and thank you for joining us for season three episode six of inside the gilliverse talking all things breaking bad el camino and better call saul my name is eric broadbent and it comes with extreme pleasure to welcome back tonight's guest you know him as nacho varga from better call saul making his second appearance here on the show i'm going to bring him on the screen right now i think you know this fellow mr michael Mando. how are you my friend
0: Hello, everybody. Very well. I'm doing wonderful, Eric. Thank you for having me. And uh, thank you for continuing to do this.
1: Hey, my pleasure. My pleasure. We've had a nice couple of conversations. You know, it's funny, but the three hour time zone difference, you're in L.A. right now. I was just actually going to bed last night and I thought I'd check my email one last time. and, And you're like, Eric, give me a call. So I'm like, all right. So we had a couple of phone calls. Today, I was actually falling asleep on the couch when you called. So we've been playing a little bit of phone tag back and forth. It's been wonderful. So we're going to make this really fast. I do apologize to the fans tonight. Michael's got a lot of things on his agenda, so we have to make this brief. We're going to have lots of fun, though. We're going to share some really cool content uh, that uh, we have here of Michael's as well, too. You know what I think we're going to do? I think we're going to jump into some questions right off the hop. And I'm going to change the whole gamut around tonight. I'm going to ch- do some audio questions from our members. So I'm going to play some voicemail for you right now, okay? These are, this is from Karina. She's our co-executive producer of the show. And this is coming from her first. Take it away, Karina. Hi, Michael. Welcome back to the show. This is Karina. You display a quiet intensity better than anyone in those many wordless scenes you have to express so much emotion without saying a word and through multiple takes. What goes through your mind and how do you stay focused? Is it mentally
0: exhausting? Wow, thank you so much for that uh, beautiful compliment and that really well, well-structured well question. Um, you know, the challenge of, of Nacho is it boils down acting to its essence. And it, essentially there are no words, no props. There's nothing to hide behind. And it boils down to the essence of being. And for an actor, it feels like walking a tight rope and you have no safety net because you just have to be in the the state of being, being there all the time, being present all the time. So it's an exercise in meditation. And I think when it's done right, it feels light because you're totally present.
1: Very good answer. And thank you for sharing that. That's a good one, Karina. We're going to jump over to Andrea in Germany. And here comes her question for you. Hi Michael, it's Andrea from Germany. The first two episodes were amazing and I hope we see you the full season fighting like a strong, proud lion. I was deeply impressed when I heard that you did almost all the stunts yourself. Can you tell us a little bit more about your experience on the motor set and the father-son relationship between Mike and Nacho? Thank you Michael, God bless you. Loving greetings from afar. So the experience on the motel set and the kind of the father figure relationship with Mike.
0: These, are, these have to be the nicest people in the world. Thank you so much for these uh, beautiful questions. It's, it's, it's uh, fluttering me with, with a lot of love and emotion. So I, I love you guys. Thank you so much for those thoughtful questions. Um, doing, I did all my own stunts, uh, except for two. I didn't do the actual car crash so the car doesn't collide into the other car. The insurance wouldn't cover that, and I didn't (laughs) jump out of the building. Vince wouldn't let me do that either because of insurance purposes. But other than that, doing your own stunts is something that is absolutely invigorating. It gave me a taste for action films, which is something I'd love to do uh, moving forward, especially action films that have a very strong, dramatic story underneath it and that are character-driven. Um, It was amazing doing those scenes, You, you know, we were using, everything was real, you know, that we were using blank guns and glass was breaking everywhere. And it was just an absolute thrill. Of course, we were being incredibly safe as well. That's very important. But it was just a thrill. And the relationship with my father, that's the second question, right?
1: Well, actually, it was more of with Mike, dad's the father figure, because Mike is kind of what? a father figure trying to protect his, uh, you know, Nacho, right, in a way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, with Mike, it's very um, – they're both cut from the same cloth, and they're both essentially um, people who believe in virtue and believe in morality. But when we start Season 6, they're crossing Nacho – Uh, Mike, is uh, his belief system is being compromised, and Nacho is all in in his belief system. So Nacho starts breaking good, and Mike, unfortunately, starts breaking bad.
1: Very good. And these these, uh, first two episodes, which we'll talk a little bit more tonight as well, to talk about Intense, I mean... Maybe we can segue for a quick second. That's the thing that, you know, the writers, Peter Gould and, and Vince and every Tom and everybody talked about how, you know, the season was going to hit the ground running. And literally, that's what Nacho did. We, we pick up with Nacho <laughs> running for his life. When you got, when you got the first uh, two scripts, what were your thoughts, seeing how much Nacho was uh, a forefront in this?
0: Oh, thank you so much. Um, you know, Vince and Peter called me and they told me, are you ready for this? You've got a tour de force performance coming up. This is going to be extremely physical, psychological, emotional, with spiritual undertones. You're basically going to play every note on the piano. And uh, it was a challenge that I embraced. You know, I I love the idea to be totally immersed in the character.
1: Wonderful. Wonderful. This question coming up, uh, I spoke with you off the air about him, Regava. He's a fantastic artist. We'll show some of his art later on uh, in the program. Um, he, and he's over here in Canada right now. He's not from Canada, but he's in our country right now, which is kind of nice. I think he's visiting or, right. on a work segue out in Vancouver, I believe, but here's a question from Raghava.
0: Hey, Michael, this is Ragava. I'm a huge fan and I absolutely loved your performance, especially in the first two episodes of the final season of Better Call Saul. It was so intense. Here's my question for you. As an actor, when you read the script, I am assuming you already start planning and visualizing as to what your performance needs to look like. But as soon as you arrive on set or on location, how much of an impact does the shooting environment and the people you're performing with have on your performance? Wow, we've got the, you've got the absolute most wonderful people on this show. Every, every question is so well answered. Um, well asked. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, such beautiful people. Thank you so much for that question. And, and you're a wonderful artist, my friend. I've seen your work. Um, you know, I, I, have a, I have a philosophy around art. You prepare, prepare, prepare. And then when you show up, you completely throw everything out the window. And you look for inspiration. So you're absolutely right. You do a lot of work on the text. And, and then when you show up on set, you have to be able to let everything go and do whatever feels true in the moment. That's what we're seeking as artists. We're seeking the truth of that specific moment. And every take that truth is slightly different.
1: Fantastic, great question, Raghava. Um, and this one coming up is from Marian Art and she we will see a small piece of her artwork as well t- uh, tonight as well too. She did something in conjunction with Andrea. So this is a question from Marianne. Hello, Michael, this is Marian, a big fan of yours. It's quite known that you're a great actor, and now we do know that you're also a terrific singer. So my question is, what do you think about musicals? Is there any you would like to be a part of, like on stage or as a movie adaptation?
0: I think you do an amazing job.
1: So musicals, if there's anything that you'd like to be a part of uh, because you have the musical background, very talented, I might say, as well, too. Uh, Is that something you would like to explore sometime?
0: I'm honestly floored with the people, with the with the 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 politeness of the questions and these wonderful people from all around the world. I love you guys. I I, I won't stop saying it, even <laughs> if it gets old. Um, you know, I I am interested. If I was to do a musical, I'd like to do something quite different. I'd like to do something very very realistic, and I'd love for the music to be a little bit more soulful, a little bit more jazzy, using a little bit more sort of um, native. And indigenous instruments, something really kind of uh, almost a little bit funny, but also very dramatic. I've never seen a musical done quite like that.
1: That'd be nice. That'd be nice. And you definitely, I mean, you definitely have the singing voice for it too, if there's if there performance involved, you know.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate that.
1: For sure. Uh, We're going to jump over to a super chat question. This is coming from the chat, and this is one from our moderators and friends, Jen Stevens. I was showing Vince when Vince was here about a week or two back. Jen made this really cool, I wish I could show you, um, a a 3D printed water bottle of the Davis and Maine uh, water bottle that Jimmy had in the desert. You know, do you remember that one? He had some special beverage in that thing. And Vince was floored how cool, how much of a replica this was. He thought it was from the prop department. But that's Jen Stevens. Jen says, what is the most valuable thing you learned from Vince Gilligan as a director? And thank you for all you've done for the fans. We love you, she
0: says. I love you more. And thank you. Um, I've learned from Vince to think in cinematic moments. You know, in that scene in episode two, the, the twins point with the finger and they go like this. And Nacho's expression changes, and the camera starts to move. Motivated camera movement goes through the the the, the uh, windshield, and Nacho's attitude completely changes. That's a cinematic moment, you know. Uh, and I've learned that from Vince to think in those specific cinematic moments.
1: The details with that man is incredible. Like the, this, he he envisions these things that I think some people just don't have the capacity to see. You know, it's just amazing. And then, of course, with the cinematography, Marshall Adams, He's who's coming on the show very soon as well, too. It's just every frame of that show could be hung on the wall as a beautiful piece of art.
0: I 100% agree. You know, filmmaking um, is a collaborative medium, and you have to give respect to everybody. If you ever like a piece of art that is cinema or TV, there are at least, you know, anywhere between minimum 10 to 100 people who worked on it. So it it really is a collaboration.
1: I I agree with you 100%. We're going to jump over to our last audio question of the evening. And this is from Lori, and we'll see what she has for you here as well, too.
0: Hi there, Michael. This is Lori. I was wondering if you've played any of the games where you've done voice work, and how did the voice work in Sean White's skateboarding come about? By the way, your performance in Better Call has been so incredible, and I'm really hoping that Nacho and Poppy make it out of there alive. Thanks so much and take care. (laughs) All right, Eric, I, I officially have to say you have the most beautiful fans in the world.
1: Hey, they're your fans. They're your fans. Hey, I just man, by they're, they're the
0: most beautiful. I wouldn't even call them. I don't want to call them fans. They're the most beautiful people in the world. Wow, so polite and, and thoughtful. Um, I've done a, a voice, a, a full motion capture video game called Far Cry 3, where I play a, car, a character called Voss that I co-created alongside Ubisoft. Um, Sean White skateboarding. Oh, my God. That's a memory that I can barely remember. Um how did that come about? I'd have to think about it. I, I, I That seems like a big blur to me at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the video games, I mean, the, the, what Vos did for you as well, too, was fantastic, wasn't it?
0: Voss was really my international breakthrough. You know, it was, it was really the definition of insanity, but it was the definition of viral as well. You know, no one knew that it was going to be what it was going to be. I, I just thought I was called in to do this monologue. And I left. And then before I knew it, this thing had like five, six million views and everybody was talking about that character. So it was really like um, I was really lucky in that way. And and uh, I feel very grateful for that opportunity. It's
1: it's wonderful, too. And the memes that have come from that, you know, there's so many memes, you know, that have just come from that character. Little clips and everything it's absolutely amazing. There is a uh, question coming in from Eamon, uh, one of our good friends and one of our moderators here. He says from Louise, his wife, she's a big fan, his better half, out of all the characters in the Gillivers, who would Nacho go back and save and who would he kill? Hmm.
0: Wow. Well, he'd definitely save his father. Of course. If he he could flip his finger, he'd save his father. And if he could kill anybody, you know, I I think the archetype of Nacho is, is, um, is kind of the prodigal son. He's driven by true love, by sacrifice, and by bravery in the face of adversity. He's not so much driven by revenge or greed. So I don't think he would kill anybody. I don't think that's really what he's seeking. I think he's seeking a fresh start and um, the opportunity to do the right thing.
1: In Breaking Bad, Walter, I mean, you could look at, look at it this way if you wanted to, being a little bit uh, careless, wanting to take out Gus Fring. Um, before Gus took him out. Would Gus Fring be a character that Nacho would, you know, because I mean, look at, you know, Nacho wanted to take out Hector, um, right? You know, for the, to, you know, to save his butt. Do you think Nacho would want to get rid of Gus Fring?
0: You know, I think I'm very careful to, to answer that question because to me, really, the, the essence of Nacho is that he wants to break good. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, it, it's really important not to not to have him fall into the the anger of revenge and, and murder and 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 killing you know his his archetype i think the reason for me why he's so interesting is cuz everybody's breaking bad and he's the one character breaking good mm-hmm. and he tries even in that action scene he doesn't want to fire his gun he doesn't want to hurt that innocent woman i mean she's not so innocent but he doesn't want to hurt that woman who's got who they got at gunpoint he doesn't want to kill anybody he he's he's hoping for uh, you know, to find a world of reason, and unfortunately, the the harder he tries, the more uh, the world crumbles around them.
1: That's the thing too. You can see it. He he has such a heart. You know, he really and he wants out. You know, and and Mike is trying so hard. You know, to get to get him out as well too. I can't wait to see how that plays out. Uh, we have a super chat from Camille P. She says, "Your portrayal of Nacho will go down in TV history as a beloved bad guy." Uh, did you keep any props? For example, the the room picture from Nacho's house.
0: Um, There were two things that I had. Um, I had bought a piece of jewelry. It was a lion claw that I bought in a Navajo, kind of in the middle of the desert. It was a handmade piece of jewelry that I bought myself and that the character wore. Mm -hmm. So that lion claw ring I still have. And when I wrapped, um, Peter Gould and Vince Gilligan gave me a maquette of the kitchen of my father where nacho has that glass of milk and in the middle of the maquette there's this beautiful light and there's a little glass of milk and it's this beautiful 3d uh um, maquette of that kitchen. So, those are the two pieces that I have with me.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. That's a good question that always comes up, too. We've had everything from skinny Pete having the beanie, you know, and uh, oh, I was joking about you a couple different times with some other guests, and I know, I know, uh, Mike would probably love to have the car in <laughs> your car. <laughs> you know? I don't think that's gonna <laughs> that's come a home with a great car,
0: you. but the steering wheel is a little loose, you know, I, I, it's a very, very loose steering wheel.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It'd be no power steering, would it? Yeah, <laughs> Technically. brakes
0: brakes are not really good either.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it go. just looks
0: great. It yeah, just
1: looks great. It looks good for sure. Let's talk for a second here um, um, about the Emmys. Okay. I know we're a ways, a ways away. I think it's June, somewhere in the first couple of weeks of June where the nominations come out. Better call Saul. I mean, there's, there's this talent on this show from Ray to Bob to, to yourself, to Jonathan Banks. I mean, Tony, every single person on this show, the Mercatus, everybody is worthy of Emmys. But I think with, Coming out of season five, going into season six, you hitting the ground running, Nacho hitting the ground running. Certainly, you could be running for an Emmy. Uh, talk about you know the the love of, of the show for Emmy wise and what it could mean to you. Uh, do, you do you think there's a chance? Um, I, I certainly think there's a chance for an Emmy nomination. What do you What do you think?
0: Well, thank you so much. Um, that really means a lot, Eric. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, to, to be considered, um, it, it would mean so much. You know, I, I you know I, I won't hide the idea that. It, it, it's a beautiful award and it's a beautiful thing. And, and just to be in that conversation to be nominated would be um, would mean a lot. I've, I don't know exactly how it feels because I have never been nominated for. I've been nominated for two Canadian Emmys, but I haven't been nominated for an American Emmy. So um, we'll see. I, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll let the world decide.
1: Fantastic. Well, it would would be very deserving, especially in the final season. That'd be, that'd be really nice. I mean, fingers crossed for you and and for the the wonderful team. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing team for sure. Uh, there was a question coming in from LD sniper. What was your reaction when you were reading the last few episodes? And do you think they did your character justice?
0: I really do. You know, when we started the show, Nacho was a guy who was ambitious and who wanted to be, you know, a big boss. And I never really thought how iconoclastic this character was going to be. He is essentially offered everything. He becomes the boss of the cartel in New Mexico. He's got all the money, all the power. He's got you know everything you would think a gangster would want, but he wants to do the right thing. He wants to break good, save his father and start a clean slate. And it's really turned into a dream role for me. And Peter and Vince really gave me a, a tour de force performance opportunity this year where i got to do you know physical emotional psychological and and with an underlying of spiritual uh with this character this year it was a tall order and and i couldn't be more um grateful for it
1: absolutely fantastic and here's it another. was
0: celebratory celebratory that's the word i was looking for okay that's good it was I, c- celebratory yeah
1: i get that i get that this is from mr anonymous uh, without revealing the plot which episode was your favorite and which episode was the hardest to film for nacho
0: it's very hard to say. Um, I can say it hasn't come up yet.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. Well, we're looking forward to that for sure. And yeah. you were, you were so nice to give our fans, well, they're your fans, but the fans of the, I guess, Gilmore's show here as well too. Um, you say how kind they are and they are, and many of them are, uh, most of them or all of them are talented in their different ways, but a lot of them here are very talented in art and I was taking a peek at uh, your Instagram and take a look at some of the Instagram channels out there as well as pages as well, too. And there is some super, super love. We're going to look at a couple of pieces of art in a second. But before we do that, I kind of swiped a video off of your Instagram. And we're all, all of our great team here is sharing all of your social links tonight through the chat as well, too. But and I know some of your fans have seen this video that we're going to play. Uh, some of them haven't. Um, and we'll still talk about. But I believe it was at Paley Fest. And our own Jen uh, Stevens was there at Pilly Fest. I think she might even be able to be heard at the end of the video, possibly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, tell us a little bit about what this is, what we're going to see. And I know you can't see it on the air, uh, our fans will. Tell us about what this was all about.
0: You know, it, it, to me, uh, you know, everywhere I go, and especially now the show's turning into such a sort of international blockbuster. And uh, people are so loving of this character of Nacho. I've had this fire truck pull up and all these firemen were yelling, uh, Team Nacho, we're with you, you know, hope you make it out alive. And I, I, I've never really experienced something like this where the whole world is cheering for this character that you're interpreting. And um, it's just an opportunity for me to turn the camera back on the fans and have them see how beautiful they look through my eyes and how wonderful this experience is and, and to share it with them as much as I can.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. I have two more questions coming in. We're going to jump over to that video in just a sec. We're, actually, let's play the video first. We'll do that right now. We're going to jump over to the Paley fest video. It's a real quick one, so don't blink, everyone. Here it comes. This is from Paley fest And I think you might recognize the pretty girl accompanying Michael as well, too.
0: A video selfie was ready. Turn it this way. This way. You ready?
1: Absolutely amazing! Look at the fans. I mean, they love you guys.
0: They're they're the most beautiful people. You know, they're full of beautiful questions and and um, beautiful artists and and musicians and actors and directors and writers and um, we've just we really have the greatest fans I've, I could ever dream about. They're super smart. They pay attention to detail. They ask these really challenging questions, and it's just a blast.
1: Wonderful. It's it's just it's got to be surreal. Uh, This is a question that came in from Twitter. This is from Urban. She says, firstly, thank you so much for bringing Nacho into our hearts. He means so much to many people. I would like to know if there was a film made of your life, who would you like to play you?
0: Oh, wow. If there was a film made of my life, who would I want to play me? (sighs) That's a, That's deep. That's a deep question. (laughs) I'd have to, I'd have to have lived my whole life and then, and then, and then go back and and see who's available at the time and who would be best fit to play that. That's a question. Hopefully I'll I'll get to live a little bit longer and I get to, I have, I'll have the opportunity to, um, to figure out who I am a little bit more. Sure. And what, what exactly uh, the actor who would play me would, would, would have to, uh, bring to the table i think i'm still trying to figure that out a little bit
1: yeah i guess you've got to figure out yourself first before the world can figure out who's going to play you yeah
0: yeah i think it's like a character on tv you know you, you never really know what the canvas is mm-hmm. until you get to the very end and it's only around that time that, that you get the, the opportunity to know who he really is you know agreed and i think it's the same thing with yourself you're you're always growing and developing and you're not you're not really quite sure you know exactly what you're what you're trying to do and hopefully if you have enough time things get clearer and clearer.
1: Very well said I understand that totally. Uh, the last question we're going to go to here and I'm going to jump over to the fan art and I'm going to let you fly. Uh, this is from Mrs. Ignacio Vargas says were you surprised at the ending for Nacho? Do you think it did your character justice?
0: It was the most um, I think it was the most beautiful ending I could have I could have thought about, you know, I, I really thought this was about a character at the beginning of the season of the series who wants to be a big boss and he becomes incredibly valuable to both of these sociopathic families and he becomes a big boss, but he wants nothing else than to break good. And it's not about when you go, it's about how and why you go if you go or disappear or run away or whatever it is. And um, we we we'll, we'll get a sense of really who Nacho is what he's about, what he stands for and, and how pure his heart really is. And I couldn't, I, my hat's off to the Vincent Peter.
1: Fantastic. Uh, the, what they've done. Well, that's a question. You, t- you one of the, our uh, viewers asked you a question about working with Vince, but you got to work with him a lot more than normal this season. Cause he's a lot more actively involved. Was that a real experience for you? I know you kind of alluded to that earlier, but has it been, is there some takeaways from working with him that you've uh, learned as an actor?
0: Um, you know, Vince, I think, re- reinforces sort of what I what I kind of believe about art is you have to prepare like crazy and then be completely open to letting it go and be inspired in the moment. There's a couple of takes, you know, where uh, Vince asked me to play a specific moment in a completely different way. You know, one was a smile, one was anger, one was fear, one was brave. I mean, they were total opposites, and we were figuring it out as we go. So I would say prepare like crazy and then be open to inspiration.
1: Wonderful. Wonderful. We're going to go over and have a quick look at these this fan art. So if you wanted to go ahead, you, uh, you can feel free to narrate as we go through it. But there's a few uh, I've selections I picked. Some brilliant, brilliant fan art from watercolors to sketches. I'm going to put them on the screen right now. Also including Regava's and Marion Art and Andrea's as well too. Let's jump over that to right now. Okay, so we've got a few of them going by on the screen. But yeah, there are some super, super talented uh, artists out there. Feel free to comment on, on the art that's been sent your way.
0: I, I can't see it. Um, I know,
1: I know. Just just in general, just in general.
0: Oh, in general, I can say, you know, the the, the, the amount of fan art that, that you wonderful people have been doing, you know, from all the way from Voss with Nacho and everything I've been doing. It's just, it's just beautiful, you know, and for me to try to, to push open to, a, to give a platform to these artists and hopefully have their work discovered as well. It's something that I value very much and to, to see their interpretation of the work as well and their interpretation of the same character in many different ways is something that I find really beautiful. It's a communication, you know? The, the character is written, he goes through me, goes through the screen, goes through them and then through them goes this piece of art and then back to me. So it's a beautiful dialogue.
1: You know, as a, you being a musician, myself being a musician, I know you can appreciate what I'm going to say here. It's let's say you wrote, let's say someone covered, um, you know, your wild one. Let's say someone covered a piece of your music and you would hear their interpretation of your music and it would be wonderful to hear. It's the same thing as the capturing your image and painting you the way you, they'd see you, right? It's, it's a really neat way to see it through their eyes or, or if they're a musician through their fingers or, you know, whatever, right?
0: That's actually a really beautiful way to put it. That's a really interesting way because you're right. It's their it's their perception of what they see. Um, that's a beautiful way to put it.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you. I thought you'd get that being a musician for sure. And I think we got to try to come up with a name for the uh, the Tom Schnauz slash Mando <laughs> slash. Eric band. We'll get, we'll get something going on. we got two Canadians uh, and, and an American. We'll see what that turns out to be.
0: <laughs> <There> <laughs>
1: two, you go. two Canucks and, and someone from the USA. Listen, I, I know our fans are going to be a little bit disappointed, but we're going to invite you back towards the end of the season. We'll find out uh, at that point, uh, uh, a hopeful, hopeful good outcome for, for Nacho, but whether w- whatever it is, will there's not going to be good outcomes for everybody. But we'll get you back if you want to come back towards the season end, and Tom will be back. Tom's just wrapping up some things on his end as well, too. I know uh, you know you would love to see him. He did say hi to you this evening, so I wanted to make sure I passed on the good wishes from Tom. Um, but uh, we'll let you go. Anything you want to just plug before you take off?
0: Um, I think my biggest lesson this season is... Always remember the beauty in your heart. If you can hold on to the beauty in your heart, the beauty through it, like, like the piece of art, if you can see the world through the eyes of the, whatever beauty is to you, I think you'll be fine. That's what I've learned in the past seven years. So that's what I'd like to share with people. Hopefully that gives them something. You know, remember what that beauty feels like for you. Learn to access it as as, as quickly as you can and hold on to it for the rest of your life
1: beautifully said a nice takeaway i love to find takeaways towards the end of the program and that is very uh very well said thank you for sharing that i'm going to say no goodbye problem. to you off here don't take off as a goodbye everyone be sure to tune in again next week we've got marshall adams coming on uh director of photography and we talked about those cinematic postcards uh, just a big thank you to everyone out there our entire team from uh karina jen renata and eamon we want to thank our sponsors rachel and warren at royal baubles uh, and bobbleheads.com for making all those cool bobbleheads you can see behind there. That'd be nice to see a nacho one sometime in the future, wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd like that.
1: We'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Sure. Everyone, be sure to tune in. And if you're new here tonight, hit that subscribe button down below. We will promise to work just as hard to keep you as a subscriber as we did to get you. And uh, we'll get Michael back here towards season end. And be sure to check out uh, episode three this coming Monday night, I guess 9 p.m. Eastern on AMC and AMC Plus, wherever you get your uh, your shows. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you very, very soon. Michael, I'll say goodbye to you off the air. Everyone, have a fantastic and safe weekend. And we'll see you next time right here in Inside the Gulliver's. Cheers.
0: You're you're awesome. It was amazing. It was so much fun, Eric. I appreciate it. Thank you for, for a wonderful, wonderful 30 minutes. It passed by in a in a jiff. I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you, brother. Take care, Eric.
1: Thanks again for tuning into Inside the Gilliverse with Eric Broadbent. Be sure to check back each week for more great discussions and interviews with cast and crew from Breaking Bad El Camino and Better Call Saul.